Welcome to Evenfield, the sports podcast that puts women first. I'm Eileen. And I'm Josie. Um, and today we're going to be taking a look at uh, this past weekend's games um, for Creighton and Nebraska. Um, we said last week, you're already like hissing. <laughs> uh, we said last week how they um, were kind of like a weirdly similar setup, if you yeah, will. scenario with just who they were playing and, and the and circumstances. Wait. Yeah, the circumstances. Um Oddly enough, those coincidences kind of carried into the game um, in what we would characterize as the worst way possible. Yeah, in the worst way possible, yes. Unfortunately, we were too correct in our predictions about coincidental games. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to do a, a new segment um, because Eileen was actually at the Creighton game. Um, and this new segment is called In-Game Text from Eileen, <laughs> where I read texts Eileen sent me. Um, while on the court (laughs) (laughs) so yes so sometimes you know there's there's timeouts and you know i'm i get stressed and i start texting josie little updates from the game (laughs) yeah so uh here are some of the highlights quote i shouldn't have mentioned yukon dot 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 at all dot 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 12-0 cringe face yeah and then another one uh, would be. My phone is freaking out. Oh, there we go. Okay. I shouldn't have un- uttered the Yukon name. Dot, dot, dot. I feel like I jinxed them. They couldn't buy a basket right now. Yikes. That one I responded to with three crying faces. Yep. Um, and then the final one I want to share is in all capital letters. Oh my God. This Maddie girl is killing us. She's covered, but she keeps doing jump fadeaways. Um, that's kind of the whole game. <laughs> yeah, that was the gist. That's a pretty uh, good summary of what happened in the Creighton-Villanova game. It was 73-57. to uh, Creighton had a slow start yet again, and they keep talking about how they shouldn't have slow starts, and they did it again. And it didn't pay off. <laughs> and they only scored... Six points in the first quarter. All off of free throws. All free throws. They could not score one basket from the court. And um, I just want to play a little clip that Coach uh, Jim Flannery, he was talking about just the game and, and their 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 start, their rough start, um, after after the Villanova game. So this is a little bit of what he said. Yeah, they jumped on us, and it was never a game. I mean, thought it probably should have used a timeout even earlier than 12 nothing, and probably should have used about three of them in that first quarter. So, you know, defensively, I thought our communication really let us down, our, our communication and awareness and um, willingness to <laughs> be connected on defense really let us down in the first quarter. And I know the, I know the, the stats say we also were 0 for 15 in the first quarter, and that's uh, – <laughs> contributes but just really disappointed coach Flannery wasn't too happy (laughs) and again he's talking about that lack of communication which he talked about in their last loss you know they're they need to communicate on defense but they also need to score some points so so their first actual basket from the court came in the second quarter at the 744 mark uh, Lauren Jensen scored a basket, and the crowd, <laughs> the crowd cheered in Sokol, but 
It was more like a relieved slash exasperated cheer. It was like, oh, God, okay, thank thank you. They can actually still score from the court. We, we weren't sure. We weren't sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the struggles. <laughs> like, um, oh, from... 0 for 15 uh, in the field, 0 and 6 on three-pointers, and they shoot a lot of, like, yes. shoot and make a lot of three-pointers uh, normally. And it was, yeah, it was, like, deja vu just watching Morgan Molly sh- and um, among others, like, just shoot from the three, three-point three line and just, boom, hit the rim, just fall out. Yeah. And then they didn't get the rebound, so... Uh, Eileen thinks she's a jinx at this I'm, point. I'm a, I'm a little fearful that I should stop going to their big games because this keeps happening. <laughs> okay, but I did attend the game where they beat Nebraska. So, you know, I, I attended <laughs> a game where they won. <laughs> but um, And then last episode, we talked about how big of an Im- impact Maddie Segrist would have. Um, but, you know... She can't win the whole game by herself. So he said, you know, make sure you cover other players. Well, in the first quarter, she only scored two baskets, and Maddie Burke scored five three-pointers. She was five for six. And Lucy Olsen also had a really good game for them as well. So it's like, you know, Maddie Seeger scored plenty of points. She scored 23 points. And, but in the first quarter, like, it wasn't her that was dominating them. And the first quarter is where they, like, really, truly – dominated yeah and you know i'm sure like if the same player manny burke over and over again scores that many three-pointers on you i'm sure that just is not a boost for your confidence and when you can't sink any threes yeah and it just feels like there's no way to catch up i agree with flannery they probably needed a timeout earlier oh yeah for sure they needed to stop villanova's momentum just a reset, you know, and, and just for them, because I feel like it snowballs and yet, like you said, they spiral and they just needed to stop the momentum and just restart. Yeah, take a breath. Anything. Anything. Anything to stop the the run that Villanova was on. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned last week they needed to, like you said, Maddie is going to, she's going to make her points. She's mm-hmm. going to do it. You need to guard everyone. They struggled there. Part of that's that defensive communication he's talking about. I mean, (laughs) but it seemed to kind of repair itself, at least offensively, in the second half. Right, yeah. They actually came out after um, halftime, and they scored more points than Villanova in the third and fourth quarters. But again, they kind of dug themselves into a hole. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they were down 27 at halftime. That's a big big hole mm-hmm. I mean to win with what they scored in the second half they had to hold Villanova to 10 points which wasn't gonna happen it wasn't <laughs> gonna happen in fact Villanova scored that any over that in each quarter like right and and by that time Maddie Segrist was had turned it on and she she's she just kept you know she was covered the defense was on her and she would just jump backwards the ball will go right in the basket and sometimes I was like there's no way this is going in oh no every single one it was just like well she uh she's a good player and actually in this game she became with her 23 points she became the all-time leading scorer at Villanova so they're actually it was really nice Creighton actually did an announcement and they were going to give her the game ball and she she's like a really like a really talented player and 
you know, in her press conference, you could tell she's like a very humble, hardworking player. So that was like really good for her. But again, it, it wasn't just her that beat them. Like, I think Creighton kind of beat themselves in a way. It kind of beat themselves. The struggles on defense are obvious. The offensive struggles in the first half, super obvious. Missing routine shots, layups, three-pointers. Like I think they just got they in their missed head. A, they got in their own head. They missed a couple early, and it just it spiraled. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, they had four finished with 10 or more points. Um, which is great. Two were off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, I think Flannery took all the starters out and put everyone on the bench. He in. did. He did. Maybe kept them in a little longer than should have. But that's you know you gotta you gotta do shake something. It up. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was trying to shake it up a little bit or prove a point. But um, well. yeah, I think again he harped on in the press conference. He harped on the communication, the lack of communication. Um, he was most disappointed in that. And, I mean... That makes sense. It was a loss. <laughs> They're going to have to shake it off. Right. They got another big game coming yeah, up tonight. Right. Um, They're going to play Providence, so... Who they've already lost to this season. So, um, that's tonight at 6. It's going to be on Flow Sports. My Your favorite. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a big game. And especially, like, just, like, momentum-wise, confidence-wise, they need to come out strong. Like, they cannot – I know we keep saying this, but they cannot have a slow start. No. they need Not to, in this – They need to play yeah. a full 40 minutes. Yes. And that 40 minutes needs to start when the clock starts in that first quarter. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Um, so, it, yeah. Uh, Friars are – 12 and 9, 3 and 7 in the Big Ten, or Big East, excuse me. Um, so on paper, it looks like Creighton should beat them, but they've already lost. Like one of those wins is the Creighton win, right. or win over Creighton, excuse me. Um, so this, I mean, in the loss, Morgan Malley had a really big night. She had 30 points. Obviously, it'd be excellent if she could do that again. Right. Yeah, I hope she can kind of break that. Again, maybe I'm the bad luck, so perhaps they'll do just great. With me not there. <laughs> well, that also was a, like they needed to play a, a full 40 minutes. Uh, it was their third quarter in that game that really cost them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean. <laughs> they just got to play a complete game, yes. <laughs> I think. I, I don't know how else to state it at this point. Um, but we should probably move on to Nebraska. Yes, which oddly was a little too similar for <laughs> Yeah, us. I mean – just to like just kind of creepy was like they both had top 25 matchups both were at home both were against teams they'd already beaten and then both lost and lost specifically because of really slow offensive starts starts. (laughs) and even crazier nebraska also only scored six points in the first quarter yeah i mean it wasn't all from free throws (laughs) no that was the difference that's but that's but about still, the only difference. Yeah, like, six is that a difference? I mean, you can be like, yeah, well, they were able to make a jumper. Great, it's still only six that's points. That's not enough. Yeah. Um, when Maryland scores eighteen points and they only score six, that you're already in a hole. Yeah, I um, mean that hole just grew at the half. They were down thirty-seven fourteen. That's a lot, a lot to overcome. Yeah. Um, they went four and twenty-four from the field in the first half. Oof. So that's that's not good. Yeah. Um, what really probably cost them was the turnover battle. They really lost that in the first half. It was 14-2. 
Um, yeah, and then Maryland scored 17 points off of that. Nebraska didn't score any. Um, yeah. But like Creighton, they came out in the second half. They looked ready to play. Right. They scored, I mean, not by a lot, but they scored more points than Maryland did in both the third and fourth quarter, just like Creighton did. But again, like these teams can't start playing in the second half. No. No. And that's what keeps <laughs> happening, I feel like. Yeah, it really does. Um, and for these teams that are looking for like an at-large bid, probably um, in their con- like in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> you really got to start kicking it up a notch. Yeah, this is the time. Like you can't. It's right now or never. You know. But yeah, um, and like I mean, both teams lost on their home court. That's rough. Right. I mean, you can be like, oh, they were ranked teams, but that's still really rough. Right. Especially when you've beaten them already you've on the them road. <laughs> on the road, and you you have your home court advantage. You have your fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just to look at some of the stats that happened, um, Jazz Shelley uh, finished with ten this game, six rebounds. Her the first game against Maryland, she had twenty nine. Kind of a difference, but actually that's um, that's pretty good for Jazz Shelley lately. She's been focusing. It sounds more on like the defensive side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially since, well, Al- you think yeah, because Allison Al- Widener. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, who knows? But as you know, Allison Widener is out for the season, and from what I've noticed, she's a big defensive player, and she gets a lot of steals, forces a lot of turnovers, and I know Amy Williams said that Jazz is focusing more on the defensive end, so perhaps that's why you know she hasn't been scoring as much. Maybe she's kind of, you know, filling in that gap with Allison gone. I'm not sure, but. I mean, like we said, like Jazz can score a lot of points, and lately she hasn't been scoring as many as we know her to be capable of. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly isn't what happened with Maryland the first time or what happened, for instance, in the Big Ten tournament last season. Um, Amy Williams did say she still has great floor vision, and she is able to make plays. Well, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, she noted that, like, she's just been locked in on the defensive plan, and maybe she's so – set on that that she's not taking shots mm-hmm. like she normally would I think another part of that is Alexis Markowski is uh, not out but like she's in 100% right now mm-hmm. um, so she didn't play as many minutes that she normally would no right? she only played 15 minutes um, against Maryland but she she grabbed 10 rebounds in that time right. so that's like fantastic she's an effective player so it's like if she plays the minutes she can play it's gonna make a big difference yeah and I mean they need her to get healthy. They they can't overuse her or potentially injure her any more than she is because they need her for that Big Ten tournament. And they mm-hmm. need her for later this season. Um, but yeah, I, I obviously Amy Williams disappointed in her post game presser. Um, she said obviously it was not a good first half of basketball, and I was proud that we had some kids that I thought came off the bench and really fought in the second half for us. Um, she specifically mentioned uh, Kendall Coley. Uh, Kendall played for 10 minutes, and she grabbed six rebounds, had four points. I'd also want to point out um, Annika Stewart. She also came off the bench had 19, uh, for 19 minutes, had nine rebounds, nine points, and a block. That's really good for her. That's a lot for her. Um, um, she doesn't usually score that much or even get that much playing time, so the fact that she scored that many points, really impressive. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they really had to defend uh, Cheyenne Sellers, and Diamond Miller from Maryland. We mentioned that in our last podcast. Both had big games. Sellers had a double-double um, with 20 points and 11 rebounds. Miller had 18 points. Got to stop them. 
Right. Gotta stop them early. And then they started... Well, mentally, they must have started their game in the second half almost. Yeah. So that didn't happen. Um, but they... They really need to overcome this slow start because it is not doing them literally any favors. Especially because their next opponent is current number 10, but probably going up in the rankings, I would guess, quite a bit, uh, Iowa. Iowa, yes. Iowa, who just knocked off Ohio State and broke their 19-game winning streak. Yeah. So that'll be a tough opponent. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they were number two in the country uh, when they knocked them off. That's... A lot of that's on Caitlin Clark, unsurprisingly. Yeah, she recorded her eighth triple-double, and she became, like, with her career eight triple-doubles, she is the, uh, that is the most by a male or female in the Big Ten history. So she's a a pretty dominant player, (laughs) to say the least. Yeah, um... I don't really know how much we have to go into how good Caitlin Clark is. Right. It's a pretty well-known fact. (laughs) Everyone knows that at that point. Um, We're probably going to preview it later this week in uh, another podcast. Um, But she's really good. She's really, really good. They're going to have to defend her. She's not the only one you need to defend. (laughs) Right. Um, Against Ohio State, uh, Monica Sinoa. I don't know. She had 22 points. That you can't let that go either. I <laughs> know. It's like a overall a very good team. Well, obviously, Caitlin Clark is the star, but you have a very good Iowa team all around. So you can't start in the second half. You have to start in the very first <laughs> they, they need, quarter. They need to get going from the get-go. Right. Like, just like Creighton. Just like Creighton. <laughs> the, the similarities are almost, like, astounding. I... I honestly don't have a, a whole lot of words other it, than what we said, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I I hope both teams can get a better start. Yeah, I mean, Creighton's got a chance tonight. Nebraska has – I mean, they don't play Iowa till Saturday. They have. Right, so they have some time. <laughs> they got some time to figure it out. Um, Reflect. <laughs> prepare. Well – We'll be looking back at the Providence game later this week and looking ahead to Iowa because it's so far out at this point. Right. Um, But if you're listening at Omaha.com, thank you. Uh, If you can check us out basically wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, But we're going to close this one out now. Um, So thank you for listening. I'm Josie. And I'm Eileen. Bye. Bye.